Richard Crowell joins us on the line as we get set for another big year of Formula 3. And Crowley, it's been an interesting start at Wakefield Park last weekend. Yeah, good day, Craig. Uh, coming here for the uh, race talk medium reveal today on the race. Um, yeah, look, uh, it was a very interesting weekend. And uh, probably not the kind of start we would have hoped for. It was a, a smaller grid than we would have liked. And we're pretty honest and open about that. Uh, plans are underway, obviously, for that to grow and develop as the season goes on. But the on-track product, as is so often the case, was fantastic. But it was one of those weekends, I think, where... Um, you, know, you, you look at the results sheets and the lap charts and you think, oh, well, that kind of been very interesting. But it actually was a really good weekend of motor racing. We had Mitch Evans win all three races with the new format this year, but he was absolutely hounded the whole weekend by a very fired-up Ben Crichton in the Pantasport car. And for, for probably 60 laps that weekend across three races, they rode at absolute lap record pace and... Uh, yeah, in some of the fastest laps we've ever seen at Wakefield Park Raceway before. So it was a weekend, not so much of hardcore side-by-side racing, I get much of that at Wakefield Park, but it was real pressure cooker motor racing to take a, a Neil Croptonism and uh, use it for myself. Well, as I said, it's a kick-off of the season for you and a couple of things being uh, enacted by Formula 3 this year, one of which, of course, is the format you mentioned. How did the racers and the teams respond to the changes? Uh, teams really liked it, um, and, and I think the uh, competitors did too. Uh, what it's done is thrown up another element to uh, the drivers and teams is that there's now a strategic element involved in the racing as well. There's two sprint races, one Saturday and one Sunday, and that's your typical F3 race, hard, fast, go out as absolute, uh, you know, on the money as you possibly can, and sort of win at all costs kind of things, and the point system works very well for that as too. But... Then on Sunday afternoon, we've got the feature race, which is probably a good 30% longer than the normal kind of race that we've had over the last couple of seasons in Formula 3. So, you know, by the end of the weekend, teams are on a set of tyres that have done 40 or 50 laps. They're starting to get old, starting to get tired. And drivers and teams now have to work on setting up cars to cope with that. Uh, drivers have to do longer races, so that will test their fitness and their mental um, fitness as well, I guess, and their ability to deal with it. So it's all been designed, Craig, to give the series and give its drivers a bit more relevance to what's going on overseas. Everyone's moving towards longer races, be it GT racing or touring car racing here or Formula 3 in the UK. So it's all about giving them the best possible training here in Australia for that next move in their careers. And I think it worked really, really well. The the racing was was fantastic at the weekend for, for Wakefield Park, which is not... If we're honest, a great track for open wheel racing. It's very tough to pass. One thing's for sure, a lot of challenges coming up in the Formula 3 season as we look ahead to the next race where um, you go from a very tight circuit that is very demanding on driver to, yeah. uh, uh, well, an absolute cracker. Yeah, down at Simmons Plains, and, and that is an absolute F3 circuit. That is fantastic. We've had some of the best races I've ever had the fortune to call down there. And, uh, you know, it's a track where, you know, there's no high-speed quarters, so the teams can take all the wings off, and what you get is almost a Formula Ford-style race where you get a freight train of cars, nose-to-tail drafting and ducking and weaving in the slipstream. And it, uh, it's almost the closest, and I know you're an IndyCar fan, it's almost the closest I've seen to that pack racing on an oval with an IndyCar race. And, um, you know, I, I really thoroughly enjoy that. So it uh, makes life uh, very, very interesting when we go to Tassie. But it's a great place to go and watch motorsport down there. And Simmons Plains is a great circuit for a three car. So 
Mitch Evans, everyone's going, oh, the championship's over, the championship's over, but Mitch Evans has got a lot of work ahead of him if he wants to win the Gold Star this year, and Ben Crichton, for one, is absolutely fired up to beat him, so uh, the best I've ever seen him drive at the weekend by a good margin. Well, Mitch Evans is one driver who is in a hurry, that's for sure. And uh, well, he has to be the uh, youngest driver in the field, doesn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, actually, we've got quite a young field this year. Uh, Mitch at 15, his teammate Ben Barker uh, at BRM is 18. Uh, Jean Cui, the, uh, um, sorry, the Chinese driver, he made his debut at Sandown last year. He's only 18 and has only got four or five car races under his belt. So, what a youth in the series. Even guys like Tom Tweedy, who's He's only 21, Johnny Magro, the Queenslander that he ran at the weekend. He's big turn 22 on Sunday. So what a youth, and that's, that's fantastic. That's what F3 is all about. Mm. Well, you turn from what is the youngsters of Australian motorsport to uh, some of the classics and legends. This weekend, as we head to Clipsal, I know I've done a lot on V8 Supercars on the show over the last few weeks, so I thought I'd preview the season for the Touring Car Masters, which uh, you once again will be heavily involved with. Yeah, um, for whatever reason, they uh, rang me up a while back and said, hey, Carl, do you want to come and uh, commentate our racing this year? And naturally, I said, well, yes. Um, it's, it's a great thrill. I'm really lucky to be uh, be working with them this year and, and calling the Touring Car Masters. It's a fantastic category. And, you know, despite all this gloom and doom in motor racing about economic crises and whatnot, they've got 36 cars entered for Clipsal, oversubscribed grid, uh, and some of the biggest names in motorsport in there as well. So it, it's going to be great. It's a fantastic category, Craig. And, and as you know, the racing is just outstanding. So for me to uh, walk in there and, uh, and plug myself in a Clipsal on Thursday and, and have a bit of a yak about it to uh, a good 60 or 70,000 people is going to be uh, a bit of fun, I think. It is indeed. And one of the big off-season moves was that John Bowers put his hand in his pocket pulled out his wallet and bought a car and for a lot of fans I'll be happy because he's bought a Ford. Yeah, and he'll be running the number 18 that he was sort of made famous during his time at Dick Johnson Racing, so a lot of synergies there for JB and I think it's a great thing you know, it's something that Ford fans can really get behind and you know, there were a couple of uh, eyebrows raised when he raced the Chevy Camaro last year, so he's back where he belongs in the Blue Oval car and he's got the B18 on the side and it's in a sort of almost a familiar colour scheme too with the yellow and the black so you know, it, it's fantastic to JB fantastic for the series and it's going to bring another element to it of course he'll go head to head with Jimmy Richards in the Falcon Sprint which has got a heap of development and uh, a lot of time under itself now so uh, excuse me that car's well proven and of course Jimmy working on the, uh, the AMC Javelin which is set to debut a bit later on this year and, and then of course there's the big news of the, uh, the Phase 4 uh, XA GT uh, four-door Falcon crate that'll make its debut at Clipsal with one L tender behind the wheel so that's just another wild card and I've got to say uh, the photos of the car are so appropriate because it's bright pink and purple and I don't know I wasn't born then Craig but you were that probably suits 1974 doesn't it and I tell you what it's uh, also got the McGrath Foundation on it as I totally ignore your slight at my age and uh, continue on with uh, the McGrath Foundation running the, the well, them giving the support there which is also great to see Leanne was a great ambassador for the McGrath Foundation at Bathurst and uh, and uh, in fact it's at Phillip Island and Bathurst last year when she was running for the uh, Wilson Security Racing Team and uh, it's great to see that that's carried over into her endeavours this year. Yeah, and that's all come through Wilson Security who are helping out sponsoring this car this season. They see a lot of value in working with Leanne and why wouldn't you? I mean, uh, 
she's such a great ambassador for the sport. They tested that car last Wednesday, uh, sorry, Friday at Winton and uh, didn't get much in the way of proper running because it was so wet, obviously, all the rain in Victoria that weekend. She said to me at Wakefield at the weekend, though, when she came back up to the track, she said, it was kind of funny because we got a bit of a dry run at the end of the day. There was a dry line from the other cars, but my car was so wide, it, it could only get two tyres in the dry line. So this is something Leanne's going to have to deal with this year. Probably the widest car she's ever driven, but it's a great thing. And what a storyline, eh? The phase four that never raced in Australia back in uh, in the 70s with the supercar scare. And now uh, it's sort of making a comeback and... It's going to be racing a very strong field. Actually, one other driver, Craig, I want to mention, Andrew Medecki running Touring Car Masters this year too, and that's great. He's going to be very, very quick, and there's a lot of depth this year when you look at those guys. Plus, um, well, Richard, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you here on Inside Motorsport and look forward to seeing you in person at the Clipsal. A quick tip from you for the uh, Clipsal 500. Oh, that's a really, really tough question at no notice. Um, uh, HRT to bounce back. Uh, Garth Pander will win the Clips of 500. He's never won there before. So they've got added motivation to do it, especially after the shocking start to the year. I know GT's fired up. So uh, I, I think car number two for HRT will be at the front at uh, Sunday afternoon. And you can catch all the action of the Formula 3 from Wakefield Park in the upcoming weeks on SBS. Richard, always a pleasure to chat with you and look forward to seeing you this week. Thanks, Craig. 1pm Sunday on SBS. Catch it. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.